Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. Today is the third quarter, 2020, Von Nelson International Small Cap Recap Call. In the third quarter of 2020, Von Nelson International Small Cap returned gross 11.65%, net 11.3%, and that is up against the MSCI EFA Small Cap Index at 10.25%, which brings the year-to-date returns for the Von Nelson International Small Cap gross to negative 1.42%, net negative 2.43%. Again, this is year-to-date versus the MSCI EFA small cap at negative 4.2%. And with me today is Portfolio Manager Marco Priani. Welcome, Marco. We'll turn things over to you. Thank you, Dan. Just to remind the audience, we are discussing here the international small cap strategy. Our asset class includes roughly 3,000 companies with a sweet spot in terms of market cap that goes from 300 million US dollars to 2 billion US dollars listed in developed markets. Western Europe in 60% of the cases, 30% in Japan, and in other developed countries such as Australia, New Zealand, and Singapore for the remaining part. The first observation we would like to make about the performance of the asset class and the strategy during this third quarter is how logical and orderly the different returns look for our asset class, our strategy, and the asset classes that are more relevant to them. Let me elaborate on this. We have some expectations of relative return for our asset class over the long term in relation to other asset classes that can be related, such as international large cap, US small cap. We have also some expectations of returns in local currency against returns in US dollars. We have also expectations about the performance of a strategy vis-a-vis the asset class. These expectations are based upon characteristics and valuations of the asset classes, its distribution of sectors, the quality of the components, and the relative valuations. Since there is randomness and all kind of noise in short-term returns, these views we hold are expected to be realized over a relatively extended period of time, a period of time where fundamentals can be distinguished from randomness. During this quarter, however, the relative returns of all of these asset classes, currencies, and our own strategy responded clearly to our midterm expectations, which is a statistical anomaly, but is also a good excuse to highlight the case for international small cap and for our strategy. Starting for uh, the returns of the asset class, they were positive above 10% in US dollars as opposed to 6.6% in local currency. That is compatible with our view that the US dollar is relatively overvalued in relation to the currencies in the universe, and that should continue to be a tailwind for the asset class in the midterm. The international small cap asset class double-digit return outperformed materially also the international large cap asset class which posted a positive return of 480% in US dollars. We think this outperformance of international small cap is compatible with the more dynamic growth profile of the asset class as compared to international large cap, 
given by the different composition of the sectors of the two international asset classes, with smaller caps more nimble and attuned to the industries that enjoy secular tailwinds. The international small asset class return also outperformed the Russell 2000 returns. Lower valuation, higher quality, lower volatility, and more dynamism in the listing activity leads us to the view that even in local currency, the performance of international small cap should exceed that of the Russell 2000 over the long term. To that, we should add the US dollar effect. Finally, our strategy managed to outperform the asset class by around 130 basis points during the quarter. 80% of the outperformance comes from selection, which is the way we position the portfolio. In terms of sectors, both allocation and returns helped us outperform in inter-information technology and industrials, and good returns in real estate also contributed meaningfully to the relative outperformance of the strategy. Financials was the sector that detracted the most, both in terms of allocation and returns. All those sectorial highlights respond neatly to our positioning. In terms of IT, we have an overweight of around 600 basis points because we believe that the digital transformation process is a long-term tailwind for geographies, which lack some other developed markets in the area and the trend has been turbocharged by the pandemic. Our overweight in industrials, which exceeds 700 basis points, responds to the plethora of opportunities there, some of which do not require a traditionally optimal macro upcycle to shine. Our underweight in financials is related to our distrust of the sustainability of the business model of traditional credit institutions in a context of low credit growth razor-thin margins and increased regulatory scrutiny. At the same time, it is natural that those tend to do well in a clear risk-on scenario as the one we lived during the past quarter. We are happy to watch from the sidelines, however. In terms of real estate, probably our lack of exposure to areas that continue to perform badly in spite of the equity market environment, such as retail, is behind the return outperformance. Our exposure to the leading real estate-focused asset manager in Europe also helped within the sector, as most, uh, more institutional investors increase their alternative asset exposure, and this German company is particularly well-positioned to serve this clientele. From a geographic perspective, the companies trading in the UK and the Eurozone contributed the most to relative outperformance, driven both by allocation and returns. The single best return in geography in terms of uh, our strategy and the benchmark was Sweden, which advanced on average more than 25% in our strategy and more than 23% in the case of the benchmark. Australia detracted the most among the countries within our universe, driven both by allocation and returns. The economic environment in our geographies showed a steady improvement from the bottom in terms of activity, which took place at the beginning of the second quarter. 
continued level of support for employment programs has so far reduced the impact in the consumer in most of our geographies. Fiscal and monetary policy are better coordinated in our markets than the situation in the US. In spite of significant uh, political and social risks, such as the US election, the final Brexit negotiation, geopolitical tensions with China, an incipient second wave of COVID, the leading fundamental indicators uh, in our geographies point to a tentative positive direction for economic activity in most industries. We have added eight new companies and fully exited seven during the quarter, which is in line with the normal turnover range for our strategy. After a very active first quarter and a relatively subdued second one, three of the companies added are in Japan and Masa Matsumura, who joined uh, us as a senior analyst earlier this quarter, was key in analyzing these opportunities. We continue to see a level of opportunities within our asset class that is exciting and almost unprecedented. Under those circumstances, the hardest decision in terms of portfolio management is not what to buy, but what to sell. That's a good problem to have. Thank you, Dan. The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Von Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information, opinions, and thoughts presented in this podcast is to educate and inform. This podcast, or any podcast in the series, does not constitute professional investment advice or services and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Von Nelson and, or used by Von Nelson with permission and are protected under U.S. copyright and trademark laws.